Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Name a food that you could just pig out on. I mean, like just, oh man, I'm going to go all day long i like just eat i'm like until i'm just like okay that's it i'm done like thanksgiving feast it would name a food if you could that you would just pig out on um for me pizza is always at the top of that list but if i if i really want to go somewhere and i'm like oh this this right here it would be um i'm gonna go with the seafood route give me some all day all you can eat crab legs or peel and eat shrimp oh my goodness that's my jam give me some garlic butter and i don't know if it's because it takes time like i have to actually slow down and eating i just feel like i could eat crab legs and peel and eat shrimp um all all day, all day long so um uh, jan says reese's cups some of my favorite okay michelle you're going with the crawfish um, Scott says Oreos. Okay. Lasagna. I'm, I'm, I love lasagna. I had some amazing lasagna last night. It's just, it's so filling, right? <laughs> so, um, but yes, Kayla, you said mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, I, you know, some of those things, when I get them, I'm like, I got to eat this. And then, I, you know, I'm just going to keep going and going. And then all of a sudden it kind of, you hit like the food wall and you're like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Like my, my pants are going to explode or like the, the belt is going to just pop off or something like that. Like, uh, I'm done. And I feel like for some of us, we are like that right now in life. We're in that mode where so easily we're just like, I'm done. Is anybody is anybody else um, have some moments like that where you're just like I'm done? Like I think this is kind of me right now. Like if if I just see this picture, <laughs> I'm like I I don't even know what that is. Some of you are solving this right now and don't do it. Don't don't even write about it or or comment about it. I just like I look at it. I'm like I'm done. We had some friends over a couple days ago and. It was at the end of the day, we we're going to play some board games. And we're like, I, I'm I'm so like, this day has been so rough or exhausting or whatever. It's like, let's just play Uno or something. Because that's about all my brain power can, can function on um, right now. And I don't know what it is for you. I don't know if it's school. Kind of ha- is the area where you kind of want to give up. If politics, our, the way our country is going, just the morality racism issues what i mean there's so much to have us ramped up is it your health are you i'm a screen fatigue like i'm just done with the screen what what is what is that for you because i i want to give you i want to give you hope today because jesus says when you follow him he says i'm going to give you everlasting life I'm going to get, when you follow him, unfollow me, follow Jesus. He says, I'm going to give you uh, a a water that will, you'll never thirst again. I'll give you the bread of life. You won't go hungry again. I'll give you everlasting life. And I know for a lot of us, we don't feel that way right now. 
So I want to I want to I want to tap in today as we grow up in 2020, part three of our growing up in 2020 series. As we look at the beginning of of the beginning of the church in in the book of Acts, where these guys face obstacle after obstacle, where if it were me, I'd just be done. I give up. But they keep going and they keep growing and, and God keeps providing in so many miraculous ways. And that's what I want for you and I. So don't give up today because we got plenty of hope. Now, let's start with this. Um, that's in Luke. I'm going to bring you to Acts chapter 8. And this is kind of the theme verse throughout the entire um throughout all of Acts. He says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And in the first area, I got four areas where I want you to unfollow today. And the first area I want you to unfollow, you can write this down, is I want to unfollow my preferences. Unfollow my preferences. Because if you go through um, this scripture right here, like I just read through that and we don't think about what Jesus said here, but he says you're going to go to Jerusalem throughout Judea, but then he says Samaria. And if you remember the story of the good Samaritan where someone says like, who's my neighbor? Who should I love? And if you have a Bible background, you know that, that the Jews hated Samaritans. They wanted nothing to do with them. They would, they would purposely go around the area of Samaria. So when Jesus says, you're going to go to Samaria, he said, you're going to have to lay down your preferences and what you think about this group of people because I want to go to them. I want to love them. And you know they had to be thinking about John 4, even though John 4 wasn't written yet. But they had been to Samaria with Jesus when he met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And she went and changed that whole region. He says, yeah, you've, you've seen me do it. Now you're going to go do it. So I got to lay down my, my, my preferences. And I, I don't know about you, but when it comes to church and preferences, people, like, they have them all the time. And a lot of us, we've left church because people fight over preferences. Not at freedom, though, right? Because we have our preferences, but they're not going to be the issues that we we put a stake on the ground where we're going to put a stake on the ground is it's Jesus and Jesus alone. We worship Jesus. He is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through him. Like he's the one, he's the Messiah. There's no one else. We're staking everything on him and we're going to be about his mission, not ours, not our preferences, God's preferences. And his is let's get this word out. Even to Samaria, I'll get rid of my preferences. Now, um, if you look at scripture though, if you look at scripture, I'm just going to do a quick breeze because we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. But Jesus, right after he says this in Acts chapter 1, he leaves them. I'd be like, no, Jesus, stay with us. We need you. But he, he leaves. Then he says, wait, the Holy Spirit's going to come. All right. So my preference would have been for Jesus to stay, but he's gone now. So now we're doing this on our own. But then he says the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 comes and and Peter preaches the gospel and 3,000 people get saved and they start to grow. Things are awesome, right? And then in chapter 3, I just skipped over to chapter 3, he heals somebody. You'd be thinking, all right, this is great. Lots of people are starting to turn to Jesus. He starts to, he sees an opportunity in chapter 3, he starts preaching. So he's like, we're doing the mission. 
we're, we're reaching out to people, right? But then, but then in four, Peter and John go before the council. They get arrested while they are on Jesus's team, preaching for team Jesus, doing what he called them to do. They get arrested. And you would think, and they get told, don't talk about Jesus anymore. And you would think, hey, I, I'm, I might be checking out. I might be done here because this doesn't line up with what I think you should be doing. But what do they do? They cheer. They're like, yes, we got persecuted just like Jesus. And they grow from it. Then in verse five, if you think the church was all like rosy and like somehow now the church is jacked up. No, you haven't read the Bible. In verse five, in chapter five, now people start giving money and their possessions, but you have two, Ananias and Sapphira, they start lying. They start holding back and they actually die in this chapter. There's controversy that, that creeps into the church already in chapter five. And then in chapter six, they get arrested again for doing the same thing. In and in, in, chap in, in chapter five, sorry, they get arrested again. Then in chapter six, they're starting to get so many people that now they're starting to quarrel over who's getting served and who's not getting served. Um, and then they, they get deacons. This is where deacons enter a picture. And you know there's church controversy when there's deacons getting involved, right? Come on, somebody can give me an amen on that one. Um, th there's, there's already like, all, what I'm trying to say is there's conflict. There's conflict that's happening in the church. It's not all rosy. And if I just go on my preferences and thinking, well, this church just doesn't meet my needs or this church has conflicts or this or that, and I'm just like letting all these things pile up, we're never going to grow. Each one of these situations provided an obstacle where they could have leaned on their preferences and said, nope, I'm out, or they leaned in and they grew. And it doesn't get better because even though they, they, they had this grumbling that's going on in chapter 6, they get deacons, they start serving the church, and they grow. It was a good thing. Then one of the deacons, Stephen, gets arrested in chapter 7. This is all got a, it's leading up to chapter 8. All of these things lead up. Stephen dies. He preaches a really long sermon, too, by the way. But he gets in their face and they kill him. This time they didn't just arrest him, they killed him. And this, as we see... At the start of chapter 8, Saul, who we'll learn more about last, next week, we talked about him last week, he, he, in chapter 9, he comes to know Jesus. But Saul, in verse 1, was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. He was, in the name of God, I'm killing this guy. And it says, a great wave of persecution began that day in the church sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Now this happened over the, over the span of, of years, not just minutes like I did. But you'll notice that they go to Samaria. That they start spreading seed. These guys didn't stop spreading the gospel. They, they left because of persecution, but now the word starts spreading out. Acts 1, 8, you're going to start in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and into Samaria. We still got to go to the ends of the earth, but today we're getting to Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went house to house. 
dragging both men and women to throw them into prison. That's not my preference, Jesus. That's not how this thing's supposed to play out, Jesus. I'm ready to throw in the towel, Jesus. Don't give up. In fact, this is a question I want to ask you today. This is going to be kind of peeking throughout. You can comment about this um, throughout our, our, our time this morning. What would the you five years from now say to you today? What would the you five years from now say to you today? Oh, I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you, you were on the brink of divorce. And I'm so glad that you chose to lean in and grow. I'm so, you, were, you were on the way out. You were on the path to quitting. I'm so glad you stuck with Jesus. You didn't follow your own preferences. But you followed Jesus, you listened to him, and you leaned in because he's got more for you. There's more in store for you today. There's hope for you. Don't give up today. These believers had every reason to give up. <laughs> now people are dying. Okay, we were doing good, but now they're dying. And now we got to leave home. We got to up and move and leave because of this Jesus thing. But yet, but yet, watch this. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. They didn't stop. Philip, for example, Philip, what we're going to look today, he says, he went to the city of Samaria. He got over his, his preferences. I'll go to that town. I've seen, I, I'm going to go there, Jesus. This is, this is Philip, who was one of the deacons, by the way. And he told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because, because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims. And many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in the midst of persecution. They were happy. Oh, they, they the people of Samaria were... Thank you, Philip, for not giving in, for unfollowing your preferences. Thank you, Philip, for unfollowing your preferences. You think those people who were healed were thankful that Philip didn't give up on the mission? Yeah, as we're going to see today, in the face of great persecution and obstacles, those who unfollow themselves are going to see God do some amazing things in them and through them if you don't give up. What would the year what would the you 5 years from now? Becky says, "Yeah, they didn't so they didn't stop. Rita, show up. That's the theme of the year, baby. Show up. Develop your skills, get stronger in every way." Robert says, "Keep teaching." And despite the persecution coming from the established church, yeah, just keep going. We're going to find a way. I'm going to believe in God's promises more than the situation that I'm facing right now. And here's what I want to skip down to. Verse 26. Verse 26. It says, as for Philip, okay, so he's having great success in, in Samaria, okay? Lives are being changed. People are being healed. 
As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. Number two, I got to unfollow my agenda. All right, this just comes down to control. And if 2020 has taught me anything, if it's taught you anything, it's been like, you are not in control. We so much have a schedule and an agenda and how we think God should move and what we think he should do. They were having great success. And then, and then in an area, they're like, I didn't even want to go there, but now it's happening. And now you're going to take me away from there, Jesus? Yes. Go south down the desert road. Go down the desert road because I'm going to take you from the crowds. I got one person I need you to meet. See, so many of us, this is what is hard to understand, but I'm, I'm saying this about myself, but I know you feel it too. How is it that we have been quarantined to home where we don't have all the activities, but yet we are more tired and exhausted and still busier almost than what we were before? I get it that there's been a lot that the, the mental, but the busyness that has still overtaken our lives. I got to unfollow my agenda. My This is pride versus surrender. To say, Jesus, I, whatever you say, I'm going to do. And for me during this season, there, I'm a doer. I go and I do and I go and I do and I go and I do. And he's been saying, stop, slow down, rest. And there has been day, I've been, I spent more days on my porch. <laughs> I feel like an old man. I'm turning 40 in a little bit, but just on my porch, just watching my boys play or, or, or being outside or just sitting and thinking. And it's been good and healthy. That's what God's called me to do, but it gets rid of my agenda. And I love this in verse 27, you might type this out. It says, so he started out. That's half the battle right there. Just taking your next step in the direction that God is calling you to do. If he's calling you to get baptized because you've never been baptized before, just reach out, comment, say, I want to get baptized. Just start the process. That's half the battle right there. You know, he doesn't even know at this point what's on the other side. He just said, just go south. Can you follow, can you follow Jesus when you don't know what's next? Get rid of your agenda. Follow Jesus. I, pr- I pray right now that God would disrupt your plans. Just Jesus, whatever agenda we have, interrupt that so we can be on your agenda. Because we're still trying to put in our own agenda and control things, our own pride, even in quarantine. So whatever that is in us right now, we got we to gotta unfollow our agenda. He goes on. This goes on. I'm going to bring up my screen because I want to read to you some more verses here. Go down to uh, verse 27. I hope you don't mind me reading a lot today, but I love this passage of Scripture. It's loaded, loaded with so much stuff, starting in verse 27. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. We'll come back to that. Under the, the candake of the queen of Ethiopia, the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning, seated in his carriage. He wasn't traveling alone. A guy with that great authority was not by himself, even though we don't know who else is there. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. 
And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk beside the carriage. And he ran over. See, it's going to take work. You're going to share your faith. You're going to live this out. He said, walk. Philip ran. You got to do some work. You got to hustle. And he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And the man replied, how can I unless somebody instructs me? And he urged Philip to come into the carriage and sit with him. And the passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and he received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from earth? And the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And I love this. So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. If we're going to live out this mission of ours, this calling of ours, not just a good idea to tell other people about Jesus, it is your calling to go and tell other people about Jesus. If I'm going to live this out, I have got to unfollow my own prejudice or prejudge. I've got to unfollow my prejudice uh, against the people around me. Let me just talk a little bit about the eunuch. All right. He meets a eunuch from Ethiopia. All right. And, and a eunuch had high standing in other countries. <laughs> but hold on. He also had so, some issues. A eunuch in many cases was castrated. You're like, <laughs> what? You're going to learn something new in, in church today. Now, we don't know that that's the case. It doesn't tell us, but that was kind of the basis for, for eunuchs was that, that they were, were castrated. Now, he was going, he was Ethiopian, castrated, going to um, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> preach it. I don't know when, 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 when that came on. I, I'm, I'm going to preach this. You're like, oh gosh, is he, is he going to call me to become like the eunuch? No. Uh-uh. But um, the, he, he goes to Jerusalem, and my guess is he probably didn't get the best of news there. See, the religious people, when he made it there, traveling hundreds of miles to make this trip to Jerusalem to go and, and worship, even though he wasn't a Jew, he wasn't going to be allowed in. No one who has been emasculated by crushing or cutting. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, enter the assembly of the Lord. See, he's going to travel all that way, but he couldn't make it in. And if you go back, you know, Philip's a Jew. He knows this. He knows this, but he also knows the gospel now. He also had just went to Samaria. And, and as he's reading through this you got to understand god's preparing people's hearts that he's leading you to go and talk to this is the passage of scripture that he reads he says he was led like a sheep to the slaughter can you imagine this eunuch who goes and travels like i'm never going to be all the way in in it with jews like i'm not good enough i can't be in he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. You can see in this scripture that he's reading, that he asked Philip about, that maybe this is how he felt as he was in Jerusalem. He didn't know about Jesus. Maybe he did. He had just been there, but he's wondering, 
does the author, does this prophet, is he in the same position that I was in? Because I felt so rejected. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who, who can speak of his descendants? I'm not going to have any descendants for his life was taken from earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself? Because I can so relate to this prophet. Or is he talking to someone else? couple things when it comes to sharing your faith. More people, more than not, they're willing to talk about spiritual things. They're open to an invite. God is preparing hearts of people that he's prompting you to share Christ with. Which is why I just say, if you would just love people, we talked about this this week in in evangelism training, if you would just love people and follow God, he's going to lay these conversations in your lap. He's going to open doors. And notice when when Philip went to talk to this man, he didn't yell or scream. He was just normal. He asked him a question. Do you understand what you're reading? He didn't go to him and say, hello, you hellbound sinner. Did you know that unless you're going to repent of your sins and give your life to Jesus, unless you do that, you're going to spend your life frying in hell. He didn't yell at him. He didn't scream at him. He didn't hold up signs. Ask the question, do you understand what you're reading? Because I get it. And he got an open door. This is one thing, when you're sharing your faith, I don't go kicking down closed doors. And you know, some people you meet, and you see a closed door. And unless God prompts you to go through there, more times than not, when you're just loving people, you look for open doors and closed doors in conversations. This guy, he had been to Jerusalem, an open door. He was there to worship. And then when when Philip goes next to him, he hears that he's reading Isaiah. And like a blaring sign. He's like, okay, maybe this is why God sent me south. To take me away from the masses to this one guy. And And then he has to accept next steps, accept where they're at. He learns that he's a eunuch. And he's reading about this. And this is where he's at. And I love this passage of scripture. This is one of my favorites. This is one thing that I love. This is so helpful when it talks about sharing your faith. So beginning with this same scripture. That's so important. When you are sharing your faith and you're you're getting rid of your prejudice, begin where they're at. So many of us, we have our convictions and so we're trying to convey our convictions on other people when, when that's not the point. I'm not saying to compromise your convictions, but I'm saying you got to keep them in check. Philip didn't go off on this. He just, he just started where he's at. Okay, this is where you're at. We'll work from here. And I wonder, I wonder, I want to show you this beautiful verse because that was Isaiah 53 that he was reading from. And I saw, I think it was Dawn, you put in Isaiah 55. But did you know in Isaiah 56... It says this, don't let foreigners don't let foreigners who commit themselves to the Lord say the Lord will never be a, let me be part of his people. This is just a few chapters later. I don't know if Philip read this to him. I kind of think that he did. I kind of think that he might, but I don't know. Don't let the eunuchs say that I'm dried up tree with no children and no future. For this 
For this is what the Lord says. I will bless those eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy and who choose to do whatever what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them within my walls of my house a memorial. I will give them a name far greater than the sons and daughters ever could. You want water that, that you'll never thirst again. You want a name that is everlasting. Here, is, here it is. I know who it is. I met him. He's the Savior. His name is Jesus. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. You've got a great message of hope. And that eunuch was so thankful, was so thankful that, that Philip followed Jesus that day, that he got over his agenda, that he got over his preferences, that he got over his prejudice. You know, if, if, if Philip had just gone to that day and he saw that guy and he heard him and did like a lot of us probably do, would just say, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Here's a free cup of coffee. Like nothing wrong with that, but he never turned the conversation to Jesus. There would be no story. That's why this past week we went through evangelism training. I'm not going to go through it all now, but go back, look at what evangelism is not, look at what it is and some practical tips and how you can move forward in advancing this message. There would be no story if he didn't, if he didn't share his message. And I know that eunuch was like, I need some help here. And that's our friends today. The distance between your friend and God is you. You are the light of the world. You have the message of hope. And he has put you in that workplace. He has put you in that home. He has put you in that environment for a reason to be a light. Do you got to shove it down their throats? No, I'm not going to kick down locked doors, but I'm going to, I'm going to lovingly when God gives me an open door, I'm going to share my faith beginning where they are at. And the guy accepts Christ. He goes and he gets baptized. As they rode along, they came along some water and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And so he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again. <laughs> One of the coolest things in, in Scripture, like teleported, boom, gone. I don't know. But went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. And he preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. And we know from Acts 21, if you read that he is there with his daughters, living in Caesarea, and they continue preaching the gospel. It never ended for Philip. And this is the fourth thing that I want you to know. It's not going to be on the screen. I got to unfollow my attitudes. Sharing your faith, this mission is not a one-time, one-moment deal. This is our calling. This is our life. One of the attitudes that's like a triggering for me is for those who would say, well, I served my time. Like I did it and I've served my time and now I'm done and I'm done serving in the church or I can move on or whatever. You don't see that anywhere in this first church. I got to put my attitudes in check and unfollow my attitudes because Philip said, hey, that was awesome. That was great. I got another message to preach somewhere else and I'm going to preach it everywhere I 
go. We're never done with this. And I know we're tired. I know we're like, I'm done. Get me out of here. But I want to tell you, take your next step today. What would the you five years from now tell you today? They would say, I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you didn't give up on that friend. I'm so glad that you continued to love. I'm so glad you continued to show up. Because man, not only did you need it, but there was somebody else who needed it as well. Your friend is as the distance between them and God as you because God has put you in their life. I'm so glad I didn't cave in to my comfort because this isn't comfortable, but Jesus never called us into comfort. He strategically called us into that work area, to that neighborhood, to that social situation for you to be a, 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 a light. And I'll end it with this. They had a wave of persecution, but they had hope. And that hope was Jesus. They had a resurrection. Jesus had died, and then he was alive again. They saw it. Eyewitnesses. We have some of the most preserved, well-preserved documents in history. That, 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 these were eyewitnesses that, that saw this. And then we also have our own lives where we have encountered God in and of ourselves. And he wants you to use that to go and be his vehicle. The church is still God's plan A to get the message out. And that's you and me. And so today, my, when I go to preach, okay, when I go to preach, I don't want to preach to you. And I know a lot of times it can feel like that. But I honestly, I want this message to go through you. I want you to take this message and actually speak it out to other people to go live this mission, to go live this message of hope for the people around you who, who feel like the eunuch, who be like, I can never measure up. I'm spiritual. I'm interested. I, but I, I've been hurt by church people. I've got these religious wounds, and I don't know if I could ever be good enough. And I want to speak through you to that person, to your friend, to say, you are in Christ. You are. You you are more than welcome on the inside. Whatever you're facing today, don't give hope. I don't want to just preach that to you. I want to preach it through you. And let's just talk about social media right now, because I'm looking right here. We got like 30 people on, on the stream right now. The average Facebook the average Facebook uh, number of friends is around like 500. Okay, so if I'm speaking through you and social media is the vehicle, not just your words, but another vehicle is social media to get the word out. 30 times 500 is 15,000 last time I checked. That's a pretty big audience for God to be able to move and speak. That if he speaks through us, so what are you putting on your social media feed that is that is speaking Jesus, that is speaking love, that is speaking hope, that is, that is providing value, or is it tearing people down? See, I'm unfollowing me. My social media feed's not about me. It's about, it's, hopefully it's to give life and hope and point to Jesus. My life, I'm unfollowing me. It's to, to not be about me anymore but to, to show people to be a light and point people towards Jesus, whatever I'm doing, period. Philip, oh, I'm so thankful you didn't give up, Philip. I'm so thankful that you didn't get nervous and, and when the eunuch came by 
and, and that you kept quiet, Philip. No, I'm so thankful that you went south, Philip, and that when I told you to walk, you ran. Thank you, Philip. What would the you five years from now say? Say, thank you for not giving up during that time. What would your friend who needs to hear about Jesus say? Thank you for loving me. Even though I didn't want to hear it, thank you for reaching out to me. God's power, you want his power and his strength, is through sharing the gospel. And you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when you are my witnesses. And we're not stopping here because this church still has farther to go. We're going to Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. We got to go to the end of the earth. earth. Next week, we'll meet at Rover Park and we're going to continue that mission in Rover Park. I want to speak through you. (laughs) As a pastor, I want want to speak through you. And guess what? That's the gospel. That's exactly what Jesus said. He's like, you're my, I want to speak through you. This message, I want to speak through you. You're going to be my voices. So let's do that, freedom. Let's take our next step, whatever it is. I'll put away my preferences, my agenda, my prejudice, my attitude. Unfollow me. So I can see you, Jesus, save lives and do the incredible. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.